0: today on in spirit and truth with pastor jd farag from chapter 4 verse 1 on
1: church isn't mentioned chapter 6 through 19 of the book of revelation are all about the seven year tribulation guess how many times the word church is found in chapters 6 through 19 this is not a trick question it's zero (laughs) not once Why is the word church not in chapters 6 through 19, which is all about the seven year tribulation? Because the church isn't in the tribulation. That's why.
0: You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 1 Thessalonians. There are many theories concerning when the rapture will take place in regard to the tribulation. In today's message, Pastor J.D. discusses why he believes, through the words of the Apostle Paul, that it will happen before the tribulation. He teaches that pre-tribulation is clearly stated in the book of Revelation. Now be sure to stay with us after today's broadcast to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as he continues his message pre-tribulation rapture proof. This
1: is the betrothal, the, the new covenant, marriage covenant. With our wedding, he breaks bread and drinks from the cup at the last supper, sealing his new covenant in his blood. What if I told you that every time we partake together of the communion table, as we do on the first Sunday of the month, we are celebrating our betrothal to our bridegroom, Jesus the Christ. This is how they would seal it. The bridegroom, now we have the written covenant, and the bridegroom would then give the cup to the bride, and then she would drink from the cup as if to say, I will marry you. Will you marry me? I will marry you. I accept. And they would eat from the bread. That's how they would seal the betrothal of this new marriage covenant. With the Jewish wedding, the groom pays the price, mohar showing the bride his love for her. With our wedding, Jesus paid the price, (laughs) cost him everything, on the cross, and this shows us how there's no greater love than his laying down of his life for us. The Jewish wedding. This is where it gets interesting. The groom After the betrothal, they've they've sealed now the engagement, they've partaken of the bread, they've drunk from the cup, and now they are betrothed to get married. So what does the groom do? He goes to his father's house, and he builds a bridal chamber, a room addition on his father's house. You know, when Jesus said, to his disciples, behold, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions, dwelling places, depending on which translation you have. And if it were not so, I would not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you, and where I, go. I will come back and I will take you. He's talking as a bridegroom to his bride that he is betrothed to gets even better. The father was the only one in Jewish tradition who knew the day or the hour of the groom's return to abduct, catch away, rapture his bride. Can you imagine trying to plan a wedding, invitations, you know, date, don't know. (laughs) Time, don't know. Only the father knows. Nobody knew but the Father. And Jesus said that no one but the Father knows the day or the hour of His return for us as His bride. Now, with the Jewish wedding, when the bridegroom comes, the groomsmen run ahead and shout, He's coming! And how do they do it? By blowing a trumpet. With our wedding, Our bridegroom comes, it will be with a shout of the trumpet of God that Jesus is coming. In the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, you will find the church mentioned 19 times. From chapter 4 verse 1 on, church isn't mentioned. Chapter 6 through 19 of the book of Revelation are all about the seven year tribulation. Guess how many times the word church is found in chapter 6 through 19? This is not a trick question. It's zero. <laughs> not once. Why is the word church not in chapter 6 through 19, which is all about the seven year tribulation? Because the church isn't in the tribulation. That's why. Because in verse 1 of chapter 4, John hears a voice like the sound of a trumpet, and it says, Come up hither. He's raptured up. He now has for all future. By the way, from chapter 4 verse 1 on to chapter 22, it's all future. You know where we are right now? We're in chapter 3 still. The seven letters to the seven churches, chapters 2 and 3, church history. From chapter 4, verse 1, when that trumpet sounds, and John is caught up, (laughs) everything is future. It's actually interesting, the book of Revelation, I uh, don't want to get too far off into this in the interest of time, but you really have this as one called a divine outline. Chapter 1, John is told to write that which he has seen, that which is now, and that which is to come hereafter. In other words, that which is past, present, and future. Chapter 1, past. He was an eyewitness of Jesus Christ, glorified. And now at the right hand of the Father. That's chapter 1. Chapters 2 and 3, present. Church history, seven letters to seven churches, literal churches. Chapter 4, verse 1, rapture. Chapter 6 through 19, tribulation. Chapter 20, millennium. Chapters 21 and 22, the new heavens and the new earth. Beautiful. And they, they say the book of Revelation is a hard book to understand. Do you know that it's the only book in the entire Bible that promises a blessing to those who read it, hear it, and take it to heart? Well, Here's the next one. In the Jewish wedding, the groom snatches away and abducts his bride. With our wedding, (laughs) Jesus, our groom, will rapture us away as he abducts us as his bride. In the Jewish wedding, the groom takes his bride to this chamber, this place that he prepared for her, in his father's house, and they consummate, suin and celebrate for a period of, wait for it, seven Shavua days. With our wedding, Jesus will take us to his bridal chamber that he prepared for us in his father's house, and we will consummate and celebrate for a period of seven years. It has to be before the seven years. Just one commentator said it best this way. While the world is tribulating, we're going to be celebrating. I don't want to be tribulating. I want to be, I want to be celebrating, consummating in the Jewish wedding. There's a big feast. This brings me great comfort because it means that there's going to be food in heaven. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen on that? You have to understand, in the Middle Eastern culture, and this is true in my Arab culture, in the Middle East, It's everything is centered around the feast, the food, the breaking of bread together. So, after... The seven, the bride and the groom emerge from the bridal chamber and they have this huge wedding feast. The wedding supper of the Lamb. Um, if you don't rapture the bride until halfway through the seven year tribulation, we have a problem if you don't rapture the bride, you know, until the wrath is poured out, you have a problem. Listen, I I don't mean to overstate it, but don't mess with typology. You can ask Moses about that. He did that. It cost him the promised land, by the way, because he was commanded the first time to strike the rock. The rock is Christ, and water came out. The second time he was so angry, And God says, speak to the rock and water will come out. What does Moses do? He strikes it. Ho! After he does that, it's like, Mo! (laughs) Big no-no, Mo! And you see, that rock was not to be struck a second time because Christ was only crucified once, struck once. And after the crucifixion, You speak to the rock. You speak to Christ. And he ruined the typology, and it cost him entrance into the promised land. That's how serious the typology is. Everything in the Old Testament points to the person of Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of everything, and I mean everything. All of the 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 sacrifices, all of the service in the temple, everything pointed to the person of Jesus Christ. One said it this way, the Old Testament conceals what the New Testament reveals. What's the New Testament reveal? Jesus Christ. It all points to Him. And then lastly, in the Jewish wedding, the new home of the bride was Jerusalem. And it was the bridegroom who came to the bride to dwell with her. And it is from the new Jerusalem that Jesus, our bridegroom, will dwell with us forever and ever. Here's the third reason. Lastly, the rapture has to happen before the seven-year tribulation because we can encourage one another. Notice in verse 18, where Paul says, we're to encourage one another with these words. Now you have to understand that the Thessalonians were very discouraged, very battle-weary. They were downcast. And Paul wants to encourage them. And he says, you can encourage each other with these words. Okay, well, how does that prove a pre-tribulation rapture? Well, think about this. How could Paul say, encourage one another with these words? A third of the population of earth is going to be killed, wiped out. It's going to be unspeakable horror, unthinkable. During the seven-year tribulation, therefore encourage one another with with the. It doesn't fit, does it? Well, how does it prove a pre-tribulation rapture? Because if it were not before the seven-year tribulation, the Apostle Paul would be warning about surviving and not encouraging about escaping. Perhaps you've heard the rapture referred to as the great escape. I love it. I actually didn't used to love it (laughs) when well-intentioned Christians would say to me concerning the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, oh, you just want to escape. I'm like, yeah, you think and you don't. <laughs> you want to be here for that? Have you read what's going to happen during the seven year tribulation? You want to be here for that? Lord willing next week we're going to be in chapter 5 and the reason is is because chapter 5 comes after chapter 4. I know that's deeply profound. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 3. Paul says, while people are saying peace and security, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Now why would he say it like that? I mean, keep in mind, he just got, and by the way, there were not chapter breaks and verses, there weren't chapter and verses in the original writings that didn't come till later. So this is (laughs) right after he gets done saying, we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet and encourage each other with these words. And then after he talks about the we who were alive, he talks about the they who were alive when this happens. And to me, the the emphasis is on we will escape; they will not escape. The escapes the rapture when sudden destruction. And the thing about sudden destruction, you know what the thing about sudden destruction is? It's sudden. Again, I know deeply. I'm not trying to be cute or clever it's going to happen so suddenly, so quickly. And it will come upon them as a pregnant woman. I mean this is the analogy that the Savior Himself used in describing the time of the end. It will be like birth pains. It comes with greater intensity and greater frequency. And it's going to come on them, not we who are alive and remain. They will not escape. We who are alive and remain will escape. And it has to be before the seven-year tribulation. There's one last thing, and then we'll close and go to our prophecy update. Throughout the Old Testament, we have pictures of a pre-tribulation rapture. Example, Joseph takes a Gentile bride before the seven-year famine, that's a picture of a pre-tribulation rapture. Uh, how about Noah? Many Christians say, "Well, you know the ark is salvation, and no, Noah and his family represent Israel. They go into the flood and are saved in the midst of the flood. but where's Enoch? Oh. I love chapter 5, I love one of uh, we're told Enoch walked with God and was no more, because God took him. Yeah, he raptured him. Pre-flood! Pre-flood, he was a pre-flood believer, yeah, that's my uh, thinking. Enoch is a picture of the church, and Noah a picture of Israel. Oh, there's many throughout the entirety of the Old Testament. But when you get to the book of Daniel, another very interesting one. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you remember that, you know, from Sunday school probably, you know, the flannel graph, and here they go into the, the fiery furnace. There's some details in that, by the way. The reason why they were thrown into that fire furnace is because they would not bow down to the image that was with six instruments played, Sixty cubits high, six cubits wide, six, six, six. They would not bow down to that image. And they were cast into the, here's another detail, very important, seven times hotter fiery furnace. Not six. Look it up. Just check me out. Don't take my word for it. Be a Berean. Search the scriptures. See if this be true. It wasn't eight times hotter. No, it was seven times. What a coincidence. No coincidence. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are a picture of Israel. They will go into the seven times hotter fiery furnace of the seven year tribulation and be saved in the midst of it. Nebuchadnezzar is dumbfounded We we put three of them in there. There's four, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. It is! It's Jesus. They're saved by Jesus in the midst of the seven times hotter, fiery furnace, like Israel will be saved by Jesus, their true Messiah, in the middle of the seven-year tribulation. Where's Daniel? Oh, good question. I'm glad you asked. You asked, right? He's not there. Why not? Oh, because pre-furnace, Daniel is taken up, exalted to a high position, pre-furnace. Picture of the church. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a picture of it. You see how important it is to distinguish between the church and Israel? The ra- Let me just say, lastly, and I know I said that that was already the last, but this is the last, lastly, okay? The rapture of the church of Jesus Christ must happen before the seven-year tribulation. You be encouraged, and you encourage one another. I know many of you are going through some very difficult times, and I want to encourage you with these words, with this word from God's Word. I myself, I'm so encouraged, probably couldn't tell. (laughs) I mean, I think to myself that at any time that trumpet is going to sound. And my daughter Noelle, and my mom, and I hope my dad too, they're going to get Their bodies first. The bodily resurrection will take first. And they're going to be in the air. And I'm going to meet the Lord and see them again in the air. Are you kidding me? By the way, what is Paul writing to them about to begin with? He's answering their question about their loved ones that had died. What happens to them? How does that all work together with the rapture? And one, okay, this will be the last, last, last one. <laughs> Don't you find it interesting? I do, that the Apostle Paul, this is his first epistle that he ever wrote, by the way, was to the Thessalonians. And he, as we have, have learned, wished and longed and wanted to go back because he was ran out of town. He was there, some believe, for only three weeks. Don't you find it interesting that he plants this church, and he talks to them and encourages them concerning the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture in a period of only three weeks. Wow! The first time the gospel is written in one of his epistles is to this church. Wow. What does that tell you?
0: 1 Thessalonians has already given us some great practical advice for living for Jesus. Toward the end of the Apostle Paul's letter, we find a few verses that sum it up well. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you that may sound easy enough but this attitude can be hard to hold on to when you're in the thick of a trial or find yourself being persecuted from all sides when you're finding it difficult to rejoice and give thanks you need to dive even deeper into jesus through prayer fellowship with other believers and reading the word you can stand strong in the face of opposition and continue to speak the truth Can we pray for you as you do this? We love being able to lift up our listeners to the Lord. You can connect with us by visiting our website in spiritandtruthradio.com and click on Contact under the About tab. We'll get in touch with you as soon as we can. You'll also find us on Facebook and Twitter and over on YouTube. Links to all of these are available at our website. We want to encourage you to find and begin regularly attending a church in your area too. If you're near Kaneohe, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website. Again, that's InspiritintruthRadio.com. That website also houses all of Pastor JD's teachings, including his weekly prophecy updates. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us for this in-depth study of First Thessalonians on In Spirit and Truth.
1: do